What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Go Figure Podcast, episode 41. Today, our man Ty Talbot is working hard on the golf course. Uh, it has a little uh, tournament that he is taking care of there. So he and some of our business uh, associates, some of our team are out there getting the uh, golf game going and, and representing, which is good because they're better at golf than I am. Of course, I've only gone golfing twice in the last 15 years, so maybe that is. Now, our topic for today is why the business funding space is recession-proof and what other industries, professions, businesses are also recession-proof. So that's going to be fun. You know, there's a lot going on in the world right now. You've got uh, Trump indictment. Oh, my goodness, Trump indicted again. Who would have believed such a thing would happen? That's going on today in Miami, Florida. You've got the Denver Nuggets that just won the NBA championship last night. You've got inflation numbers that just came in lower than anticipated, which is pretty good news if you were in the real estate or home improvement sector, because that means likely that maybe the Fed will not be raising interest rates again, and maybe they'll start uh, you know, tapering off those interest rate rises, which could be positive for a lot of sectors of the economy, and obviously good news that inflation is coming down. But all of that really is just in the peripheral. If you're an entrepreneur, if you're a business owner, if you're in the business funding space, it's all about controlling the things that you can control because all that other bullshit out there, you actually cannot control. And that's why it's always important to be focused on your world, your team, your family, and the things you can do to control what you want to control and create the life that you want to create. So again, our four topics for today, our money topic is why the business funding space is recession-proof, and what other industries out there are recession-proof. Our mindset is going to be about how to develop self-accountability, five steps according to our man, Tony Robbins. So that's going to be a lot of fun. And then we've got our mastery topic, which is, again, about recession-proof things, but not businesses necessarily, but what are recession-proof investments out there? I've been doing a lot of research and study into this because everybody wants to be able to have their investments continue to go up, whether it's good times or bad times. And finally, our sports segment, we will stray away from the NFL temporarily because last night the Denver Nuggets won, I believe, their very first NBA championship, and we're going to talk Talk about how Nikola Jokic, uh, his performance, may be the best ever in NBA playoff history. We're going to look at the numbers behind that, and it's actually very remarkable what he did. Welcome to the Go Figure podcast, created for parents and business owners who want to get their money right. My name's Leo Cannell. As a husband and father of five, I've been fortunate to create two eight-figure businesses in the fintech space. This podcast will share the values, principles, strategies, tools, and tactics that have helped us to build a fintech empire and provide an epic life for our family. Having been a parent and entrepreneur for 20 years, there's a lot I don't know. There's been a lot of failure. The good news is together, we'll find solutions to creating an epic life powered by a business that we love. So, my friends, again, if you are finding value in this show, make sure you have subscribed to the channel. Go ahead and comment. We will always answer and respond to your comments. And if you have ideas, 
topics, questions you want us to knock out, let us know in the comment section and we will tackle those for you. Of course, you'd all, you should always hit that bell so that you get that notification when new episodes are coming out. And if you are in the business funding space, share this with others so that they can benefit and grow their business. If you're an entrepreneur or small business owner, we have so many resources. The Seven Figures Club podcast also is on this channel and we have you know seven and eight, nine figure business owners who teach you different different strategies and tactics to help you grow and dominate in 2023. So that said, let's go ahead and jump into our money saving, why the business funding space is recession proof and what other industries or professions businesses might also be recession proof. First off, let's tackle this business funding space that we're a part of business finance, serving small business owners with financing and funding options. And at the end of the day, if you are in the business funding space, let's talk about during the good times, right? Good times might be classified as, you know, 2014, 15, and, and all the way maybe till 2020. Those were certainly good times where the economy was growing and overall there was positive growth. There was job creation in 2019. There was a lot of economic data showing that it was maybe the best uh, economic period of time in the last several decades. And so we had that good time period. And during that time period in the business finance and funding space, I got started. And each year there was growth, there was success, there was a demand for business owners who needed money. And so if you're a business owner and you're starting a new business or you're in real estate investing or e-commerce, we were seeing so many of these businesses do extremely well during that period of time. And so I remember, you know, one business owner, uh, Tara, she was starting a business that was a beauty salon, and I watched her grow that business. She started that business in, uh, I want to say, September, October of 2016, and year after year, she was growing, new jobs were created. Uh, she built it into a multi-million dollar business, had, I want to say, 20 employees, bought her own building, new location. This was over a period of four or five years that I saw her growth. And so it was awesome, you know, to kind of see that and to play a part in the business uh, funding process to, to help her and thousands of other business owners and entrepreneurs. And so during those good times, during good times, if you're in the business finance funding space, then times are pretty good because people need money to grow. They need money to take advantage of new opportunities. And so overall, that was what we were seeing during that time. And the next thing that happened, obviously, was we had the pandemic that hit in March and April of 2020. And that really disrupted and impacted a number of businesses. We saw a lot of businesses go out of business because of shutdowns, because of things outside of their controls. And ultimately, found themselves in what were not recession-proof businesses through no fault of their own, but ultimately we all make a selection, right? We decide what business we're going to be a part of. And I remember very well, rather vividly in 2008 and I was heavily invested in real estate. I had a mortgage company and those businesses really struggled and tanked for several years during that 08-09 recession. And so for me, I came to the realization, boy, I've got to be part of something, a business that is going to be recession-proof, that's going to do well during good times and bad times. 
And so one of the reasons I selected business finance was I knew it would do well in those good times, but I also, according to my research, thought it would do well during bad times. And so the pandemic hits in 2020. Now, one thing we had to adjust to very quickly was a lot of our leads in business came from live events where we were doing financing for students starting e-commerce and real estate and digital marketing online businesses. And those live events, of course, disappeared completely. And so we had to pivot really quickly to virtual events and to creating more strategic partnerships. But ultimately, by June and July, we were having record months every month within you know 90 to 120 days of the pandemic hitting. And each month, each year after that, we've grown and grown and grown. And so during that, that temporary bad time, however long it was, six uh, nine months where there was a big slowdown across the economy. We still were growing and seeing a lot of success, and we were hiring when others were not. Uh, there was that PPP loan to keep people on, but we were actually hiring at that time. And so at that point, I realized, wow, well, it looks like we do have a recession-proof business. And then in 2022, we had the technical definition of a recession where we had two negative growth quarters in the U.S. economy. And again, we continued to see growth in the business funding space because what happens ultimately during a recession, if you're in the business finance space, you'll see lending tighten up, and we certainly saw that, but you'll also see demand increase at the same time. So things tighten up, which makes uh, financing go down a little bit, but then demand more than makes up for that because more and more people want to start a business. They're going to need financing to get that business growing or just to survive. And so, (coughs) excuse me, can't edit that out on a live stream. But so you'll see that during these these times of difficulty, if you're going to survive as a business owner, you're going to need access to money financing. And so if you don't have a line of credit, if you don't have business credit cards with available credit to tap into during these struggling, difficult times where your business might slow down, then that's something important that you need to take advantage of and consider as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, so that you're able to survive and have more runway, more financing to pay the bills until you make pivots and figure out the next thing that you need to do. And that's one of the big reasons why business funding is recession-proof, because during the bad times, people need money to survive and to stay in business. Now, the other thing that's very interesting, there's a lot of business finance groups out there that are focused on the big businesses, the established businesses, but those are very cyclical, and sometimes the, those businesses will go through the economic cycle and a slowdown recession. It'll be more difficult for them to qualify, so that can impact you. And one of the things that's made us recession-proof is focused on serving new businesses because 6 million new businesses are started every year in this country. And whether it's good times or bad times, sometimes during bad times, recession, even more people will start a business. And that's where we dominate is in that startup funding sector, not the venture capital part, which only serves 1% to 2% of new businesses, but the other 97 98% that aren't going to qualify for venture capital and still need money access in order to get their business off the ground. So again, lending tightens up, but you'll still see an increase in demand if you are serving clients at a high level, if you have a lot of five-star reviews, and if you have a wonderful team around you, and we're grateful, fortunate to have an amazing team here at Seven Figures Funding. Now, that said, the business funding space is recession-proof. It's proven out to be that way, and I'm very grateful that it has. But you're probably wondering, well, what other business industries and professions are recession-proof in 2023? And interestingly enough, Forbes just did an article on this, and they have 
you know, grouped basically the top 10 recession-proof businesses in 2023, according to their data and research. And some of these are surprising. I'm not actually sure that this is true. They put bookstores at number one. I love books. I'm always buying them, no question about it. But am I really buying them from a bookstore? Or am I buying them, you know, online on Amazon.com? And as I look at it, it's always digital. It's always Amazon.com. So, I mean, if you're the big Amazon bookstore, I think that's true. I I don't know. I would kind of push back and, and question whether bookstores as a whole are. But this is their article. So they're saying bookstores are recession-proof. Uh, PR agencies. So anyone who's looking to get public relations up for their business, maybe get a great article in the news or on social media, some type of source with credibility. PR agencies do well, of course, uh, during any time because of politics, because of business, always needing to increase their credibility. So that's what Forbes is saying. They say interior design services because during a recession, maybe less people are buying new homes, but they're more you know, likely to do some home improvements. They're more likely to work on their existing interior design, maybe do some furniture, some feng shui, feng shui, and make things look good, I guess. Then you've got staffing agencies because you know, staffing agencies will have temporary employees that they'll be able to plug in at different places that need hiring. Uh, again, that seems a little counterintuitive. You wouldn't think maybe a staffing agency would stay busy during recession proof, but hey, this is what Forbes is saying, and they are still pretty well respected out there. Marketing consulting services, that makes sense to me because the first problem you have during a slowdown is you realize, huh, maybe our product's not actually that great, and people have to really invest into marketing their business and service. So that makes sense. You've got food trucks do well. You've got car rental services, apparently, graphic design services, advertising agencies again, and residential property managers, maybe less people looking to buy, more people looking to rent, and so you need some property managers. Now, according to Forbes, they've also listed the 10 least recession-proof businesses in 2023. And again, uh, who knows uh, if this is accurate. Maybe it is. They say furniture stores. I guess maybe people have less disposable income to buy furniture, although they might be buying it because they're not moving as much too. You've got women's clothing boutiques, maybe kind of that higher end, very expensive. And the ladies are like, yeah, we got to save that money. So maybe not uh, that that business. Taxi or rideshare services. Maybe people are less likely to take an Uber or taxi, I guess, during a recession. Maybe there's less travel. That makes sense. Used car dealerships, you're less likely to buy a new car or an existing car. It's going to make what you have work. Housing construction companies, yep, there's going to be less new homes. We've seen the real estate sector and new home sales uh, plummet significantly with the higher interest rates and the recessionary you know, issues within the economy. You've got restaurants seeing maybe less people eat out. And if you're eating out less, then restaurants are going to take a hit. People are making more food at home, home furnishing stores, vacation rentals. There's less people taking a vacation during a recession, new car dealerships, same thing, and oddly gas stations. So maybe people, you know, less travel, they're using less gas, gas stations take a hit. If you're not getting gas as much, you're not going into those little little uh, supermarkets there at the gas store to get some drinks and snacks and other things that you probably don't need. But those are the least recession-proof businesses, according to our friends at Forbes. All right, let's transition into our mindset topic, which is how to develop self-accountability with our man, 
Tony Robbins, and this is actually from his website, which is, as you might guess, TonyRobbins.com. This is how to develop self-accountability. He's got five tips. Number one, he says, examine your beliefs and values. At some point, if you have a belief or mindset that you're a victim, that you, you can't control things in life, then you're less likely to be accountable. If you run into a problem, adversity, you're more apt to say, no, you know, everything's stacked against me, and then you actually don't hold yourself accountable. Again, I think back during that 08 and 09 recession where I saw some business failure of my own, investments that failed, and I blamed it all on the economy. But really, if I had reached out to mentors, if I had read the right books, I would have made smarter investments. I would have been in a better business that was recession-proof. And I also would have been holding myself accountable, saying these mistakes in my situation, yeah, it's impacted by this recession, but ultimately recessions are always going to happen every you know, 8 to 10 years, 8 to 12 years. And if you're not prepared, that's on you. And so if you're accountable, you're much more likely to win and get through those tough times. So examine your values and beliefs. Turn your shoulds into musts. Oh, I should do this. No, I must do it. I must do that. I'm committed. I'm going to do this. I'm going to read the right books. I'm going to, you know, learn to be an expert within my field. I am going to, you know, live by the right values and principles and attract and build teams and all those types of things. That's a mindset for success. Develop time management skills. You ever notice when you're dealing with somebody who's very successful, very entrepreneurial, their time is valuable. And they're looking to move on to the next call, the next thing, when you know uh, it's time to move quickly. They, they get things done. They use a calendar. They use calendar links. For me, you can't just call me out of the blue and, and expect that I'm just going to shoot the bull with you. No, my calendar is stacked with stuff to do and high-priority stuff. And if what you want is going to fit my high priorities, you've got to get my calendar to speak with me. And that's how you have to start to manage your time if you want to have extreme success in business, in life. Life. And that's what it's like. People who are less successful, you'll see them get on calls and go on tangents and, and waste hours of time doing nothing, just conversing about bullshit instead of getting stuff done. And that is definitely uh, a difference between successful people who are building wealth, building a business versus those who are not. Uh, watching your words, the stories and the words we tell ourselves that absolutely define us. If you say, oh, you know, I'm not good at this, or that's not uh, that's not me, and, and you're constantly telling yourself a story, defining yourself as somebody who can't do things, who can't do hard things, then that'll be the type of person you become. So you have to change the words that are coming out of your mouth to lead you to become the type of person you want to become if you're an entrepreneur, business owner, or someone who's looking to be a high performer, and then get support, right? Don't try and figure everything else out, recreate the wheel. Find those who are further down the journey, down the road, have a map for success, and follow and learn from them. That's the easiest way to success is find someone who's already done it and ask them for directions and a roadmap for their success. So that, my friends, is our mindset topic, according to our good friend Tony Robbins. And if you ever never uh, listened or been at a Tony Robbins event live, I highly recommend it. It is incredible. He will stand up there and, and knock out a topic one after another for five straight hours. I don't know uh, how he doesn't have to go to the bathroom. Actually, I remember a few times uh, I didn't dare you know, go get up and go to the bathroom too because I thought I was going to miss something. So if you haven't been to a Tony Robbins event, I highly recommend that you do. 
All right, our mastery topic is what are the top recession-proof investments? So we talked about recession-proof industries and businesses. Well, what are the top recession-proof investments out there? At the top of the list, I would list cash flow real estate. And when I say cash flow real estate, I'm not talking about trying to do a fix and flip property. Probably not a great time to be doing fix and flips right now because there's there's a lot of uncertainty. There's higher interest rates. If you're doing it in the starter home niche, you know, maybe two hundred to three hundred thousand dollars in your neighborhood, then you've got a shot to still be able to fix and flip that property. You start getting above and trying to do larger homes, you can get in trouble. I know from firsthand knowledge, having doing been doing that in the 0809 recession, and it was very painful. So when I say cash flow properties, I'm talking about renting out, you know, single family homes, condos. I'm talking about having apartments that you're renting out. I'm talking about having, you know, maybe an Airbnb property, but in a very high travel area like Orlando, Disney World, or somewhere that's a, a beach property that's going to have constant traffic. And as an Airbnb property, it's still going to do pretty well, even when people travel a little bit less because there just aren't that many properties, you know, a few minutes from Disney World, or there are not that many properties in a great location by a lake or at a beach. And as long as your property is significantly better and higher quality and getting five-star reviews on, you know, Verbo and bnb.com, then you're going to still do well with that short-term rental property. The other types of real estate businesses that are cash flow are sometimes assisted living, uh, anything related to healthcare where you have consistent flow of people. More and more baby boomers are retiring, are going to need these types of assisted living services, and those are businesses that will oftentimes be recession-proof. Staple businesses, right? And staple stocks. When I say staples, it's like stuff you have to have, right? What was uh, what was something that stores were often out of? Toilet paper, right? If you're invested in like a Procter & Gamble that deals with toothpaste and toilet paper, good times, bad times, people need to brush their teeth. They need soap. They need cleaning materials, right? They need the, the basics to get by. Grocery stores are going to stay busy. If you can invest in grocery stores, if you can invest in the staples of life that people need to survive to live, those are going to stay busy during good times and bad times. During good times and bad times, people are still going to need you know, some of those uh, blue-collar business services. They're going to need some plumbing, some HVAC. If the AC breaks, you know, they need someone to come and fix it. If the heater breaks, the, the furnace breaks, they need someone to come and fix it. If you have a hot water heater that goes out, people don't want to take cold showers, and they don't care if it's in the middle of a recession. They're going to probably get that hot water heater fixed and replaced. Uh, you think about your health care. Anything related to health care is going to continue to stay busy because regardless of whether it's a recession, people are going to want to take care of themselves. They're going to want to take care of their pets. And so any of these things that are things that just have to be taken care of on a daily, weekly, monthly, annual basis are going to continue to fit that mold. If it's something that is seen as more of a luxury, then that may go away and is definitely not going to be a recession-proof investment. Bonds, more than ever, we're seeing with higher interest rates, we're seeing higher interest paid out from government U.S. Treasury bonds, from company bonds, and that means that's usually a pretty safe investment and recession-proof no matter good times or bad times. Now, if you start getting into junk bonds with higher-risk businesses, those are going to be more risky. But anything related to municipalities, cities, states, governments, any of those types of bonds are going to be pretty safe 
for, you know, compared to everything else. And then investing in recession-proof businesses is uh, another example, right? If you actually, instead of investing in real estate or a stock, what if you can invest in a low-risk business, like a business that uh, is performing some kind of service, well, that's exactly what we're talking about. That can be a low-risk business. And if you don't want to put all your time into it, what you do is find an operator, someone who has experience, who knows the business well. You put the money up, they run the business, and you split the profits. And that can be very profitable and recession-proof in terms of recession-proof investments when you're going through a recession. And you know, it's interesting. A lot of the experts out there are saying we're actually in a recession and then yet a lot of the economic data doesn't quite back that up. Job numbers are still coming in higher. The stock market hasn't tanked. And so you have this weird juxtaposition of, is it a recession? Isn't it a recession? And is the, are the government cooking the numbers? Maybe. Maybe they are. Maybe they're, they're not being completely, uh, I know that they've They've changed the way they report uh, jobs. I know they've changed the way they report on inflation, and now inflation numbers came in lower today. Are they really lower? If you go to the grocery store, you probably don't think so. If you go to the gas station, again, I, I drive an electric car, so I don't always go to the gas station, but when I go fill up my wife's car, I'm shocked. I'm like, damn, when did uh, gas get up to like 450 again? I did not uh, realize that gas had uh, jumped up. And so, you know, if you're looking at certain things, you might not think that inflation is going down, but they did change the way that they're reporting on it over the last year. And so the number is showing lower. Is that true? I hope it is. For a lot of people out there, they might not think that it is. Well, that said, my friends, let's jump into our fourth and final topic, which is the sports topic. And last night, we had the uh, Denver Nuggets who were able to win and beat the Miami Heat. They beat them four games to one. So I was predicting it would probably be a six-game series. It ends up being a five-game series. Miami did play tough, but just wasn't quite good enough. And really, I thought the supporting cast of the Nuggets was super impressive. Guys like Brown and, and Gordon and others had exceptional uh, NBA Finals uh, games. And because they did, it really put Denver in a great position to close out. And, of course, you had the, their two constants, their two stars, Murray and Nikola Jokic. And Jokic, boy, he played extremely well. And I didn't realize how well he played. I haven't followed basketball that closely the last few years. But if you actually look at the top you know, NBA players in the playoffs throughout the history of the NBA, only four have averaged a triple-double. And not one of them actually won the NBA championship. The guy who had played the most games, went the furthest, was Jason Kidd in 2007. He averaged 14 points, 10 rebounds, 10 assists, almost 11 rebounds, 11 assists. But his team didn't go uh, that far to the, you know, in the playoffs. They didn't make it to the NBA Finals. And so, and then Oscar Robinson, you know, he had some games in there too. So you're looking at that, and these guys didn't go that far, even though. They were averaging a triple-double. So who's been the closest to averaging a triple-double and actually won an NBA championship? Well, the only guy on the top of that list is Nikola Jokic, and he literally came within half an assist. In fact, if you round up, he did average a triple-double. He averaged 30 points, 13.5 rebounds, and 9.5 assists per game over 20 games in the NBA playoffs in 2023. No one has ever done that he had the most points most assists most rebounds 
in the NBA playoffs this year and certainly, you know, deserved and merited that NBA Finals MVP award that he got. And so pretty impressive that uh, you've got a big man who, you know, usually the big man is is good at scoring, they're good at rebounding. You know, you look at uh, Shaquille O'Neal, you look at uh, Tim Duncan, guys who were fantastic players. They could put up 30 points. They could get 10 to 15 rebounds a game, but they weren't always exceptional passers averaging 10 assists a game. And that's what makes Jokic so dangerous that he not only can get the 30 points, the 15 rebounds, but he also will combine that with 10, 11 assists in a game. And that is simply remarkable for a big man to be able to do that. And the other thing that makes him so dangerous is he can make three-pointers. You know, and he puts the ball up here behind his head, and he's already almost seven feet tall. You're not going to block that shot. And so exceptionally remarkable that he's that good a shooter from the free-throw line, from the three-point line. He's only 28 years old. He probably has a run here of five or six years where he can absolutely continue to dominate, and Denver is set up, really Denver is set up to dominate. There's no reason they can't win the next uh, two or three NBA championships, so they're in a very unique position. So big props to the Denver Nuggets and Nikola Jokic, and you know I, I know he won the MVP like two out of the last three years, but they didn't ever do anything in the playoffs, and I think that was because Murray got uh, hurt both times, and this year he was healthy, and they went right to the NBA Finals, dominated, and were able to really pretty easily. I mean, they beat the Lakers in the Western Conference semi uh, conference finals in four games. They swept them. Uh, NBA Finals against Miami in five games. I mean, they are well-positioned here to win championships for the next several years and are going to be extremely dangerous. So uh, big props again to Nikola Jokic and the Denver Nuggets for winning the championship and uh, great coaching uh, by their coach. Great job by all their support and role players. And that's what it takes to win championships. And so as you think about your business, you know, what sort of values, principles, high standards do you have in your business? Is there an NBA championship you're pursuing? As I think about ours, that's something I need to go out and define better for our team. What is our championship? Where are we trying to get to as a team? And as you review all of these different topics that we knocked out today, you know, think about how you can implement these in your own life and business, right? You know, is the business industry you're in, is it recession-proof? What are the actions you can take to make your business recession-proof? Some that, sometimes that's creating recurring revenue. You know, you think of insurance companies. Those are pretty recession-proof because good times or bad times, people have to insure their cars. They have to insure their homes. They have to, you know, have all these different types of insurance. It's not something that's it's uh, you know something that maybe you need, maybe you don't need. It's something that is required. You have to have insurance. And so anything you can do to create recurring, predictable income that comes in no matter what, month after month in your business is going to be important. Relationships, lead gen. If, you can, if you're good at generating leads and deals in your business, that's going to make you recession-proof for sure. The mindset piece. Be accountable, no question. That is a recipe, a value, a principle that leads to massive success. And then the top recession-proof investments, we went over cash flow real estate, businesses that are recession-proof that you can invest in, stocks that are part of you know staples like a Walmart and Amazon are going to still do pretty well uh, even during the middle of a recession, a Procter & Gamble, anything that's related to stuff you got to have, toothpaste, toilet paper, the basics, basic food, 
those things, grocery stores are going to do well no matter what in a recession. You think about utility companies. I know Uncle Warren uh, Buffett always is investing in utility companies. In fact, he bought uh, uh, Utah Power, which is a utility company, the biggest power company here in the state of Utah, changed it to Rocky Mountain Power. So those are things. Watch what the, the most successful invest in, and that's usually a pretty good sign of something you're going to want to invest in as well. All right, my friends. Well, if you found value, go ahead and give us a like, give us a share. If you haven't subscribed to the channel, please do and have yourself a fantastic week. Hold yourself accountable and make sure you're pursuing the championship like the Nuggets just did within your realm, within your industry, and getting better every single day and making yourself recession-proof if you're an employee becomes so valuable to that organization in terms of what you do to bring in income that no one would ever consider you know, letting you go. Those are the things you can do to become recession-proof. And with all that said, go figure, my friends. Thank you for joining us on the Go Figure Podcast. If you learned something that will help your business or family, take 30 seconds and give us a five-star. If we added value to your day, then share the show with someone who wants to get their money right and be sure to subscribe to the Seven Figures Funding YouTube channel. If you're a business owner and a parent committed to getting your money right for your family, then check out the MyFigures.com money app with a free 30-day trial to manage your money, track your debt worth, and build a profit-first business through our fintech platform. God bless, and we'll see you next time on the Go Figure Podcast.